BBCC episode 94, my realization of the day. Sterling K. Brown came to deliver the worst dialogue of his career and chew Nicorette gum, and he is all out of Nicorette gum. Let's take a hit and pass that spooky shit. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Blade Blunt Cinema Club, a podcast very high on horror films. My name is Devon Taylor and, of course, joined by my co-host, Garrett McDowell. I, I just want to say and, and to tell all the listeners out there to, you know, through thick and thin, Devon and I are working hard to deliver the best content that we possibly can because I want to put on the record that Devon is recording with a tummy ache. So I just want to really give him his round of applause because this man's tummy hurts, but we are here to talk about the Predator and we are taking nothing less than talking about the Predator right now, here and now. Let's go. We we are uh, all about dedication uh, here on the show. Yeah. Uh, if yes. I sound like a zombie a little bit, I'm, if I'm talking a little slower than usual, um, that's why. Uh, yes. A severe, severe uh, menstruation going on here. Uh, today um, you know and that's been uh, this, I, I won't blame the movie we're talking about today um, I'm not going to oh th- though some others might uh, we are in the fourth entry of the predator franchise talking the predator because uh, you know how we do in 2018 uh, with these stupid fucking titles uh, so we are talking at the predator um, and it, this uh, seems to be the most uh, maligned uh, entry of the series. We've kind of uh, hinted at that a little bit, and, you know, with my thoughts of it being, eh, it's not that bad. So, uh, I- intrigued uh, to get into it, um, you know, before we, uh, you know, formally introduce the movie, um, because this is, like, recent memory for both of us. So, uh, did you see this in theaters? Uh, did you review it? Because I remember I actually reviewed this when it came out. I, I do believe that I reviewed it. This definitely came in that time where I was reviewing everything. Um, and not that the Predator is like some small indie movie, but I was reviewing everything on YouTube. Nowadays, my relationship with YouTube has definitely changed. But yes, I do do remember going to see this one with my good buddy Noah at the time. I think this was like, because we had started living together. We were college roommates at that time. And I think this was like the first movie that we went out and saw together. Uh, and I'm being such a big Predator fan. I was like, oh, man, this is the first Predator movie that I get to see in the theater. We got Shane Black. Uh, he did the nice guys. I really loved that. Uh, and then went and saw the Predator. And we went and saw the Predator. And that was the movie that we saw. And uh, we viewed it with our eyeballs. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we we, uh, we definitely uh, consumed this, uh, this piece of content right here. <laughs> it is definitely a movie um, with things to talk about which is what we're gonna do i don't even have like any like pre-movie like stuff to tie into this one because it 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 just you know it it showed up it happened and it's here so let's get into uh the movie for today's episode the predator released september 14th 
2018, directed by Shane Black, uh, returning to the franchise, who obviously portrayed Hawkins in the OG Predator, so people were very excited uh, for him to return to the franchise. He was also writing it with his buddy Fred Decker. Um, at the score done by Henry Jackman, uh, who has uh, done a lot of different types of genres over his career. Uh, not usually a big horror guy, typically, but uh, he did do Kong Skull Island the year before this. Um, he did uh, the kick-ass films uh, X-Men First Class, which I think is his best work uh, by far. And uh, he's done a bunch of the Russo Brother films, including uh, some in the MCU. Uh, cinematography done by Larry Fong. Uh, the box office on this one was better than I remembered it. For some reason, I thought this, you know, I mean, it's still not great. It did $160.5 million, which, uh, you know, sounds like a lot, is the most box office taken. However, this also had uh, the highest budget by a mile with $88 million going into this film. Mm -hmm. uh, pretty wild. And this has a Rotten Tomato score of 33%, uh, the lowest on 296 reviews, with an average letterbox rating of 2.2 out of 5, the lowest so far after Predators was a 2.8 last week. So uh, as the sequels have come out, the letterbox uh, average rating continues to fall. Um, so yeah, Garrett, uh, on this uh, rewatch of The Predator, uh, what did you think? You know, it had been a few years since I had seen this one. Uh, uh, I saw it when it originally came out, was not a big fan of the movie. Uh, and it was it was interesting having watched this again, considering that you and I had spent so much time watching these films, kind of finding the tenets that we find in a lot of these movies, have really seen the highs and have seen some of like the moderately uh, low chasms of, of this series. Uh, but I've got to admit, rewatching this, I found myself, I actually really enjoyed it this go around. I know it's funny you were you were waiting to to sheave this you were waiting to rip the spinal cord out of just this fucking one. kidding this movie fucking sucks I hate this movie fuck this fucking movie the predator's fucking ass I got you I fucking hated oh, this movie man you did get what, me. A, what, what I <laughs> yeah I, like, I fucking oh, cool. hate this movie this movie's a big bag of shit like this is so painful to watch this takes everything that you love about all of the predator movies and just completely disregards it it takes all of the bad notes from the transformer Michael Bay movies spends way too much time with these people has shit humor throughout the entire thing has some super problematic ableism in the movie the predator itself completely uninteresting there's almost like no hunt aspect to this movie until like the vast the very last fucking second and i still think this has top three worst endings of the 21st century the ending <laughs> of this movie more it's like morbius and this just duking it out it's no 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 okay come on shit devon it's not that much worse oh the, the more i'm talking about morbius like no, they that... are bad for very similar reasons it's fucking nonsense i hate everything about this movie all of the actors are terrible the dialogue sucks I fucking hate this movie, Devon. I fucking hate it, and I hate that I had to watch it again. <laughs> okay, I, I, I will say you have a lot of truth in what you're saying. Uh, the, the Morbius ending is is an all-timer as far as one of the worst. Like, I, I, there, it's really hard to stack up against that. And, you know, so here's the thing. Uh, you know, I'm not as passionately against this film as many others aren't. Um, you know, because, I don't know, for me personally... Whenever I like, you know, rate or rank or review films, it's hard for me to say that a movie is terrible 
when I know what a truly terrible movie is like, you know, yeah. like people yeah. that don't have the resources to like, you know, make these films. So it's like on, uh, it's always hard for me to like say like, no, this is an, uh, like terrible or like one of the worst movies ever because I know that there's hundreds of movies out here worse than this one, you know, but sure. obviously yeah. for it being a big budget, uh, well-known IP, um, I can see where, you know, that that comes in. And again, like, I don't think this movie is terrible. I don't think it's good either. Um, I think it's, uh, you know, honestly, I think it, I thought I was going to like Predators more. I think I might like this slight, just a, a tinge more. Outrageous. Just Outrageous. because. Outrageous. Because, okay, I will say, yes. Because th- there's a lot of, like, bad, like, eye-rolling things in this film, for sure. The dialogue is pretty bad. The comedy is mostly bad. I did get a few laughs here and there, but mostly bad. Um, and again, yes, the ableism is, uh, there's no excuse for it. And in, uh, in fucking 2018, I was trying yeah. to look and see if Shane Black himself was autistic or something. Uh, he's not, unfortunately. He's just a, a, that's just his humor and that always has been. But like, I yeah. mean, but 2018 and the fact that they even like try to, make it's like first it's first they're making jokes with it then it's you know convenience for the plot and then it turns into oh we're trying to make the statement that uh you know mental disabilities are 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 great and practically superpowers and though i do agree by that it's just by the way that this film is presenting it is just totally tone deaf yeah, so we'll we'll get that out of the way like big time um for sure. and, and any comments that we do make uh, in you know in regard to mental disabilities mental illness uh, is at no you know expense of those subjects it's the way that this film treats them yeah the the way that this film talks about a lot of different stuff and it's it's really it's it's almost funny to the degree that they double down on the ableism because it's in so many different corners like they're affecting a lot of different people it's like hey are you a veteran with ptsd we've got you covered hey do you have tourettes we've got you covered hey do you have asperger's you too buddy don't even worry about it it's like so many different quadrants of like people that they're trying to offend in this movie and yeah like you said the fact that it is a plot point that one of the characters characters has this uh this uh asperger's syndrome and the the fact that it's like the next chain in in human evolution to me i just find really condescending i think that they're talking down to this audience in an effort to kind of uplift them it's weird yeah it it feels uh, like shane like thinks that he's helping like he thinks he's like making a like no i'm making a statement like with you guys and it's like no that this isn't the way man yeah, and it, it definitely has been something that I've seen a lot, especially like in recent years, in an attempt to like uplift uh, people who are affected with these, um, trying to make them seem like something that it's it's not. It's not a superpower. It's something that people live with, and they uh, they try to adapt as best as they can, and and you know they have find, face a lot of hardships for that. So I don't think that Shane Black is like actively targeting them to like pick on them like he does with some other groups of people uh in this film Mm -hmm. um but the fact that it is in relation to that something that's a little bit in poor taste is like okay well you know maybe a little bit more nuance in that regard would be appreciated but the fact that it is found in a movie that is features so much other ableism i think just really 
sours the entire even like maybe good intentions that Shane Black has because uh, there's just a lot of lines a lot of characterization in this movie that again like you said it's not like in 2018 we had figured this kind of stuff out but it's societally we were starting to come together and, and kind of like speak out against a lot of this kind of stuff mm-hmm. and the fact that he just boldly proclaimed <laughs> of what this is is you know the, mm-hmm. what this kind of humor that this movie is striving for is is truly shocking i remember being shocked in the theaters and being like Am I back in like 1994? Like, what is going on? So, yeah, definitely does not hold up on this rewatch. And who's surprised? You know, and and the thing is, like, they're they're almost they're they're interesting. Like, if there is a way that they could have, you know, taken this and you know this subject and like kind of tie it into like you know some of the themes of you know the Predator series of like you know this uh you know the predator in who they target and why they target these people and they you know about it you know being like you know even playing field and like that's you know kind of brought into later with uh some of the things and and uh you know like uh you know being being equal in in certain ways um you know there there's something to be said that and and you know the the film is about you know certain characters overcoming you know these immense odds you know so it's like yeah with nuance uh there is a way that they could have you know uh you know touched on like you know someone with a a mental disability but being able to be like no that's not a limiting thing for you you're able to get pet like you know there's ways that they could have done it but totally. of course, there's just but it uh, and and that's been a theme with uh, the the Predator sequels is you know they they have the, the the ideas that they're going for a lot of the times like because I, I I like later on what they're going for with like the Predators up you know they're hybridizing themselves and like trying to upgrade themselves with the DNA of uh, their previous opponents and things like that is interesting. Um, and they still could have explored that idea without any of like you know the way that they did it, you know, as far as like yeah. McKenna's son and everything. So it's like, uh, the, the, the series, uh, always, I feel like each sequel is like, yeah, you guys are, these are ideas to roll with that make sense, but then are just never, uh, or not never, but aren't always executed, uh, properly. So, uh, you want to hit a 60 second synopsis for this thing? You know, if I must, it's it's the cross that I think you'll need 60 seconds. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see what happens here, because God help me. All right. I got 60 seconds on the clock for you in three, two, one, go. Uh, Set truly in any town USA, uh, the Predator follows a a small group of ex-soldiers who have been excommunicated for doing stuff. They're referred to as the crazies. Ooh, tugging on your collar there. Uh, But the reason that they've come together is the universe's most lethal hunter have come to uh, come to reign terror or maybe even help humanity, bringing new resources and ideas. But with that, like we saw in Predators, there are other Predators out there who uh, are, are warring bigger, badder, better, faster, who have also come to Earth to stop this this transfer of knowledge happening. Uh, there's a lot of uh, other uh, parties that are at play at this. Uh, Sterling Kane Brow, uh, Kane Brow is, is in the movie 
literally chewing scenery. Um, <laughs> uh, you've also got uh, Olivia Munn, who plays a uh, microbiologist eight, scientist, and there's seven, action and a space six, fight and dogs and five. <laughs> <laughs> and dogs and um, dogs. We for, love the predogs around here. Yeah, yeah. For, I forgot that we got uh, more predogs, which supports my theory of what I said uh, la- on last week's episode. On uh, and I'll bring it back up and pray when we. Uh, talk uh, about the the good girls yes. of that movie, yes. but yeah, yeah, and it's something that I had uh, I had hinted at earlier, and we had already kind of talked about the 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 ableism that is found in this movie. So you know, even with with that aside, I think it's still uh, a point that most of this movie spent with these this this ragtag group of ex soldiers. Mm-hmm. I believe they refer to them as the loonies, the loonies, yeah, crannies, yeah. Uh, so they are the loonies who are these people who have done some bad shit, and because of that, uh, they've made these choices which have you know got them kicked out of the military you've got thomas jane keegan michael t trevante rhodes among others um who are all you know brought together under these undesirable circumstances and the thing about these characters is uh they're horrible and i hate spending time with them uh and they're not funny uh i like trevante rhodes a lot he's probably the best he should have been the lead he should have been the lead that's what i put in my notes i go uh not only because he is the sexiest person uh perhaps in this franchise like because that man is jesus um yeah but he should have been the lead and again with like what i was saying earlier that there were ways that they maybe could have taken a nuanced approach to like some of these things that they are uh inevitably just turn into you know bad jokes if he was the lead and his character, his thing is like, you know, he attempted suicide from his PTSD and, you know, and it's, but the thing that they do with is he just plays it as a joke the whole time is aha, I have no disregard for life anymore. And like, that's his whole thing now rather than like, if they would have made him the lead and then like kind of actually done some research and taken some, (coughs) and uh, taken some, thought and consideration into it like maybe uh you know we could have had something a little bit going if we're gonna spend this much time with the characters and uh yeah you know they the the characters are you know they're they're fine there's a again like i feel like there's a few laughs here and there but it's not the laughs that shane black is going for it's like some of the some of the more wholesome things uh here and there but yeah there uh, are a cut there are a couple good moments of humor for sure um there's there's one that is my favorite it did get a laugh out of me when i first saw it and then it also got a laugh out of me now uh you have got sterling break uh uh, sterling k brown's character who is pinned down against boyd holbrook and his whole battalion and he's like it's seven on six you're outnumbered uh and then his man gets sniped in the face and he's like fuck like that i i I didn't really like that shane black's humor usually does really work for me like i said the nice guys amazing talk about a movie that needs a sequel love that film uh i also like kiss kiss bang bang and a lot of other stuff that shane black has worked on but with this movie it's leaning into that michael bay kind of transformers uh humor here uh it didn't work for me then and it especially does not work for me here i mean yeah like i mean you're talking we're combining tourette's jokes with your mom jokes which is, yeah. I mean, about as low as you can get um, if you are really trying to craft jokes here, um, yeah. which is, again, like wild to me because you have Keegan-Michael Key in this cast, who is a you know very thoughtful and intelligent comedian as far as, you know, from what we saw in Key and Peele. So yes. y- y- it's interesting that at no point he was like, 
you know, Shane, I don't know. I, I don't think this is that funny, man. Um, especially yeah. considering his character is the one making a majority of the jokes, which I find, you know, kind of wild to me. So, um, yeah. but you know, the, yeah. the And like you said, this movie does kind of spend a lot of time with these characters. There's just a lot of movie going on. Um, I realize this is the most movie going yes. on in any predator yes. film yes. way too much. Um, detrimentally so yeah like just way too much of like okay so is it about the item no it's is it about finding uh the kid no is it about finding the ship is it about finding the prayer who, like who like what what you know and and aside from the guy trying to save his son there's really no reason for them to be putting this much effort into you know this yeah. predator hunt that they kind of are just doing i mean i know that their theory is okay if they don't do it then the government's going to come after them and, you know, because the government's already trying to like shut them up or whatever. But yeah, um, I don't know. They just, it, it's just too much, too much yeah, going on. One of the many plot lines. And I think the most compelling out of all of them uh, is this idea of humanity being an endangered species. Um, I think that that's could be interesting. I don't think it's interesting, but I think it could be uh, this idea that uh, because of climate change and, and a lot of these forces, humanity's days on pla on planet Earth are rather numbered. They're limited. So the predators are, are kind of taking that opportunity to, uh, as uh, Sterling K. Brown's character puts it, uh, the same thing that we did with Twinkies is like get them while they're hot kind of thing because they're not going to last too long. So I think that that is an interesting idea um, and this idea that some predators like low-key kind of like Earth and some of them are also like these kind of humanoid mm. thing. It's what? something that's not really been explored and it's hard to say if it works in this or not because it's just kind of glanced on. It's not really addressed in any other Predator movie. Um, other than Alien versus Predator, really kinda, but it seems more of like an isolated incident of, yeah, this Predator allies themselves with this woman because of this situation. Mm. It's just not something that has really been set before, which isn't necessary. I think that this could, uh, you know, it could pull it off if it wanted to. I just think it bites off a little bit too much and it doesn't quite chew it uh, as thoroughly. Not oh, yeah. as thoroughly as Sterling K. Brown does with his nicotine uh, gum. Jeez <laughs> Louise. I mean, you you got, if you want an asshole, you got to have them eaten. You, oh you got to have that oral fixation for the assholes. Um, yeah. a, a few things to what you were saying, because uh, I find all those things interesting, because like, yeah, that is the most compelling, you know, parts and we literally didn't need any of this stuff. We don't need this ensemble cast, you know, other than for them to try to make it feel like the original Predator, because that's what they're doing. They're like, hey, we're going to have this ensemble cast that are gonna all have these big characters. And it's like, yes. and we don't need any of that. We literally could have had one soldier uh, with his kid, Olivia Munn's character, and like the scientist people, and left it at that. Like that, that literally could, uh, you know, be that and they could have trimmed so much more out and, you know, spent more time on that. Um, and, and I find it interesting because like you think it's because that the predator likes earth. Um, the, the way that I kind of see it is like, again, like, uh, a, as the predator movies kind of go on, we see the evolution of the predators. They kind of get away from, you know, their original honor system of like, you know, like, okay, like, you know, we, you know, we want people to have equal weapons. Like I want to fight you on e equal footing and like, you know, all these kind of things, one-on-one, -on -one, uh, you know, that, that kind of stuff. And then as we kind of go on and we see like, you know, the, the city hunter, he's just out for big numbers. He doesn't give a shit. And then, um, and then in predators, um, you know, we, they kind of have like that, like, you know, the, the, uh, 
the the radical group of hunters that are like kind of taking their shit too far and then in this one it's like okay the the predators have just gotten so obsessed with hunting now that it you know that they're like okay like how can we optimize our technology optimize our dna our body um while i think the the rogue one at the beginning that like you know flies to earth and he's you know trying to escape he, I, I feel like he's like a he's a he's a yaucha purist you know he he goes by the traditions in the books and he so he doesn't like the other ones he's like well okay if you guys are gonna upgrade yourself then i'm gonna bring this weapon to you know help out earth and so that way they still have a fair chance is kind of the way i saw it yeah and it's just something that you know it 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 is a lot like you said it is a lot of movie there's a lot of moving parts uh going with this and i think just foundationally i don't agree with that uh, assessment of what the strengths of the predator franchise is at its core, I think this series is best when it is most limited. It is most uh, lean and mean. Um, I think the Predator, or, or uh, I think the the Predator, is an example of what this series shouldn't be. And not to spoil my thoughts, I think Prey is what a, a better ser- a series, a uh, better example of what this series should be. Excuse oh, well, me. totally. Um, and we will, we will, of course, get to that. Um, but it's not surprising to me. Uh, again, not to talk too much about Prey, it's not surprising to me that the next movie went and stripped it back as bare as you could possibly mm-hmm. be because this movie again like the transformers movies just gets so complicated and up its ass so much mm-hmm. and the thing is like when you have so many narrative threads dangling at one time so many different characters and uh and uh, allegiances happening and you don't address any of them with the care and attention that they deserve, the movie just hits you kind of flat, you know? The the original Predator film, I think, is appealing because of the straightforwardness of it. Oh, yeah. How how straight down the line it is, but where the complexity is was with some of these characters and and the kind of the context of when that movie came out rather than the plot. I don't think Predator as a series is a very plotty series. Oh, no. For some reason, this movie is super plotty. Well, I think it's the it's kind of reflective of the time that it's coming out though you know like we are in the midst of this horror renaissance you know at the you know like in 2018 a few years ago this is still in like kind of the earlier stages of that and yeah you know so it's like okay like you know everything we need to put you know we what higher concepts are we exploring what higher themes are we exploring what like you know everything needs to you know how can we quote-unquote elevate it you know it's like the predator franchise doesn't need to be elevated you know like like you said it's at its best when it's lean and mean uh Mm -hmm. and you know and because again like i i think they're uh because for me i'm i'm doing that thing that i like to do where i give a movie credit for its ideas more than its execution sometimes (laughs) Because all the a lot of the things I'm saying like uh, aren't showing up on the screen. This is me kind of inferring it from from some of the clues. And but again, like these are not fully realized most of the time. Um, and so I, I realize that's a, a thing that I, I do. I don't know. I guess that's the optimist in me, maybe. Um, we don't give partial credit here, Devon. We don't okay? give partial credit here. That is true. <laughs> um, you know. So and. <clears throat> So let's talk about uh, the 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 predators as we kind of continue our our hunter comparisons. So we have our uh, we have a classic kind of OG looking uh, predator is uh, the rogue one that's on the run at the beginning of the film, and then of course we have the controversial 
Super Predator. Um, Suit Predator. And here's my thing. I think it, uh, for, like, for them exploring, like, you know, this, you know, that they're augmenting themselves and, like, all this stuff. Uh, and, like, if you're going that route, then, like, I feel like that's the only time it's acceptable to have a Super Predator. I feel like everybody just likes to complain about it because they're like, really, we need a Super Predator just because we need a, it to be bigger and, you know, stronger. And it's like, but in the context of the film, I think they actually, it actually makes sense. The only thing that sucks about it is to achieve this, they have the CGI Predator, which sucks. It, it, when you, it, It's not as bad later in the film when you don't have it compared to the classic Predator, which is in a suit still. Um, but then later when it is just the CGI Predator, I kind of can forget about it a little bit. Um, but so, so what do you think about uh, the Hunters in this one? I will say the initial predator um, I like. I don't love the helmet. It doesn't really work for me, but I've said before, those kind of nitpicky things aren't that big of a deal to me. There mm-hmm. are lots of predator designs. Some of them really work for me. Some of them less so. I really like the initial predator. I think it's interesting that they also include some of that human DNA because this one is a lot more humanoid. It's not as animalistic. There are a few gestures that it makes that are a little bit more human. There's one in oh, particular. Oh, yeah, he's smart. He's yeah, where smart. he picks up uh, Boyd Holbrook, uh, who's holding a gun, and he kind of like gestures like to drop it. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's just something that we haven't seen too much. It's usually just mostly a lot of like skulking and then growling from the predators. Oh, but yeah. the fact that this one has like kind of human gestures, I think is is interesting. The best sequence in this whole movie is that lab sequence. The lab massacre. Yeah. For yeah, sure. it's really creative. You get great kills. There's also this really nice kind of uh, ticking clock aspect to it where Olivia Munn's character is trying to sanitize so she can escape and leave. Mm-hmm. But y- you have to like strip all your clothes and, and go through this whole process where the predator is just tearing through people in the next room. That's a really fun sequence. I really do stand by that. I think it's it's really great. But the thing is, and you were talking about like how the super predator makes sense. For me, I'm like, yeah, plot-wise, it makes sense that if you were going across the galaxy, taking kind of the best pieces of DNA and making it a part of yourself to make the ultimate apex predator, to me, it's like, yeah, the the predator's already the apex predator. That's kind of the, the point. So it ends up really being this kind of hat-on-a-hat kind of situation to where the predator's already fucking scary. Like it takes it down in a battalion of men in the first movie and practically all of LAPD in the second movie. Like we don't really need to see it's scarier now because it's bigger. Like it becomes so outlandish and so also like insurmountably difficult to kill this thing. It's got this, not only is it big and strong, but it's got this exoskeleton that it can form under its skin. Exoskeleton it's, under its skin. Just yes, that say that again out loud. Yes, Scientists. Yes. Um, he's like, you guys saw that, right? The exoskeleton under the skin. It's Exo just like, means outer guys in case you didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In, <laughs> in, endoskeleton, I guess is a little too alien. I don't know. Like a, like I say, like xenomorph, I suppose. Yeah. yeah yeah. My point is, is that when they're going up against this thing, it almost becomes like a Jurassic Park movie to where they're not actively trying to kill this thing. You're just running away from it the entire time, which really just doesn't make it, the hunt angle seem too interesting. I like that in the Predator movies. It's like, yes, you can kill this thing. Uh, but it's going to be really difficult, and that's kind of the whole meaning of the if it if you know it bleeds, we can kill it. 
it's like, yeah, it's going to be really hard and it's going to take so much just to drop a blood, you know, get a drop of blood from the thing, but we can kill it. Mm. Where with this, it, yeah, they do end up killing it, but it becomes so preposterous where they're on top of this ship and it's flying through the air. I do like that this movie has like the first air combat sequence. It really utilizes the Predator ships. I think that that's cool. That's not something that we've seen so far in this series. Mm. But the bit, the super predator, not only does it look terrible, I think the CG is fine. Like it looks good. I think the CG is like well done. It's well executed. But the I, face again, is kind of funky. The face is a little funky, but I think it's it's good CG. But I mm-hmm. think as an audience, we have been trained to see the predator as an actual as a, thing. Yeah. Yeah, and when you do actually see it in this movie, there's that immediate point of reference that you can point to, and you're like, no, that's what it's supposed to look like. And then you've got this thing that, again, is like, I think he says it's like 11 feet tall. It's just too big. It's a hat on a hat situation. It doesn't work for me. It doesn't look good. Just really not a fan of the super predator. Also, a dumb name. Did you learn nothing from Jason X? Did you learn nothing? Right. Yeah, we, we should have came up with something like, I mean, fuck, Apex is right there in front of you guys. Apex predator. <laughs> Shit. It's literally right there in front of you. Yeah, um, and it's also something that's explored literally in the prior Predator movie. It's exactly, not even that like they, it's that, that they revolutionary had. of an idea. It's like, what is the, now the main Predator is what? Is that the Happy Meal size? <laughs> then you've got medium and then extra large? Like, it just, it's it's insane. It's kind of how there's always been, you know how Venti has always been the biggest Starbucks cup? <laughs> Did you know that Trenta <laughs> is a thing? Yeah. That is even bigger. That's so we got Trenta Predator uh yeah. with uh with two predogs this time. Uh we Very got nice. one predog in the first one. We got two predogs. I love how um lobotomized predog acts kind of like an English bulldog. And of course you guys know I love my bullies. Yes. Um but I, I did want to touch on uh yeah, that that lab massacre um scene is fantastic. I'll say I like the action scenes in this better than the previous Predator film. Aside from the sword fight, obviously sword fight is amazing. See, but uh, I, I will, I will bow. I like and say a lot that- of the action. I like because even though we do spend a lot of time with these characters, when we do get action sequences, they're all pretty fun. Like because I like yes. how even the lab massacre uh, transitions into a fun little mini chase, and we have fucking um, you know, they're in the bus, and then uh, Olivia Munn's character, which I, what the fuck is her name? Um, Casey, uh, I see dot, 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 because I'm on Google. It's Casey something. Okay, well, here's the thing. I love Casey, actually. I think Casey's great. Um, I think she, like, she's out here. Uh, she's running with the boys. She, Casey Brackett. Casey Brackett. Uh, never heard that name the entire film, I don't think. <laughs> I think it was on her name tag, and that's the only time it came up. Um, but anyways. Or when they went to the park and she was playing with her dog, and they're like, Dr. Casey Brackett. And that's literally <laughs> the only time. <laughs> because, yeah, I, I in my notes, I just have Olivia Munn. I think she's actually great. Um, I, I like, you know, she's, you know, a scientist. She's smart, but obviously, you know, kind of has just like her like little just like I don't know randomness to her I don't know what she's going for but you know I like that she's out here running and gunning with the boys she's out there chasing a predator on fucking foot with a trank gun like mad respect to her um I so I really like uh, that little sequence that like kind of tags uh into after the massacre uh is a lot of fun um yeah yeah and uh and uh and she I, I again I think her and Travante Rhodes are like kind of like the the best you know side characters, um that that could stay, 
Um, the the rest of them we kind of got rid of. Sterling K. Brown, I'm, I was hit or miss on because he did have a couple decent lines, but then he also had some of the worst ones though too. Uh, and yeah. his like little chuckle afterwards, but I did like the exchange between him and uh, Quinn when they have to you know team up at the end when they're getting hunted by the super predator, and he's like. He's like, hey, after this, we're going to dance. And then just like without skipping a beat, Sterling Gamer is like, I got my shoes picked out already. And I've, I've always loved that exchange. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't think. I you think notice Sterling how we K- have even mentioned our protagonist? <laughs> oh, say again, uh, our, our Boyd Holbrook, Quinn McKenna, uh, which is like a ve- that's Quinn McKenna sounds like a, a, a country music star. It's, you know, he is from top, Chattanooga. Top. That's uh, that, yeah at the country music awards. Um, yeah, I think the action in this does work better for me than Predators because one of my biggest complaints of that is I think plot wise it's lean but it's not quite mean enough. I wish there was a little bit more bite to the bark of Predators because um, I think it would be re- uh, really fun. I do like that there is some creative action set pieces in this. A guy gets stabbed right in the groin, which is spectacular. Mm. Big fan of that. People are getting cut in half. There are a couple of a lot of gags. blood a lot of yeah, blood a couple, yeah a couple practical gags early on where uh they somebody throws the uh the little uh disc and it cuts <laughs> a guy in half and his guts are hanging out you know like stuff like that i i was uh, very much into however there are some other sequences involving the super predator in particular and because he is a cg character a lot of the kills are also cg you know, and you have a lot of CG blood, uh, just kind of CG ragdoll physics, dead people yes. that are just flying around, and it gets a little too. Yeah, his kills do look a little. Yeah, yeah, his kills do a little uh, like uh, ragdolly. Uh, I did yeah. notice, like especially when they were in uh, Queen McKenna's house, uh, and like so you have this yes, giant in the basement, yeah, yeah, giant predator in this tiny house, and he's like killing a couple people. Uh, just like yeah very much looked very um kind of cartoonish in a way um but i did enjoy uh i thought the the predator scene in this one was a lot more fun than the one in predators um i thought that was a fun little uh scene uh one of the few times when like the team aspect was kind of fun when they were like kind of all doing their thing a little bit uh and they take down the the two predators i thought that was a fun little action beat as well you know something just to kind of switch it up a little bit um, yeah, I thought that was fun. Yeah, I do think yeah, as a, on a, on the whole, the the action does work better for me, even if sometimes it just works better conceptually. Um, uh, again, the execution of some of the CG is is uh, I'll be generous and say hit and miss, um, but there are some fun ideas there, and uh, like you know, ooh, what if we did this and then this happened? Like some of that stuff is cool. I like that kind of you know creativity that can happen when you have this super powered being. Um, but ultimately, yeah, I think some of the the action in this uh, is uh, kind of one of the only enjoyable uh, moments in in this for for me. However, there is a really great moment of comedy and action where the guy throws the disc and it starts coming back to him. Oh yeah, because uh, he uh, didn't have the gauntlet to catch it, and it yeah, like, cuts and, his uh, hand. Trigger, which is Sterling K. Brown's character, is like you got to catch it with the with the wrist thing, and this unnamed soldier uh, just puts his hand up, and it just immediately uh, chops off his hand, and then you know uh, Brown just shoots him right in the head because he's being too loud. Some of that stuff is is pretty fun. I will say that this movie is pretty mean. It is a, it is a mean movie, and really uh, most of our heroes die in this. But uh, that damn plot just really keeps getting in the way, doesn't it? <laughs> Yeah, it, it again like it, when we 
because by the time we like get like towards like, you know, the middle, I'm like, okay, what are we kind of doing here? Like it, again, like it, they're the MacGuffin switches around. Cause again, if you're going to have a MacGuffin kind of story then okay, have it and then have one and you know, make it an A to B type thing, but they like kind of keep yeah. switching the MacGuffin around that they, they just kind of can't decide what they're doing to where we get a very lackluster finale, you know? Um, it, okay. So in general, what I think this film is missing, it is it, you know, is missing a lot of the personality trademarks that we've like kind of come to see in the Predator movies. One, nobody's sweating in this movie. Two, yeah, not it a, is October. It is October, I will say. So it's maybe a little cold. Two, two, no, uh, well, there needs to be sweat, damn it. Two, no <laughs> traps. There's, they're not trapping. Uh, yes. you gotta have traps in a Predator movie. And then the the final showdown isn't a one-on-one final showdown, you know? It's like we got, you know, uh, Boyd Holbrook, Olivia Munn, and then Jacob Tremblay <laughs> versus the Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Like, it's so ridiculous saying out loud. So it's like we don't even get, you know, the, the, the classic Predator final showdown. It's like, you know, and it literally the final fight is like kind of five minutes. Like, they kind of tried to sub it out for the super predator like calling out a game at the end when he talks to him through the translators like i'll give you a head start i'm going after mckenna as my prize but he's gonna lead you guys go i'm coming you know right i guess that's what they were trying to switch out for something different but like no we we want that classic stripped down like kind of at least for me i want that like you know that it, it, when it comes down to it, it's like mono mono type, you know, and that, that's what I enjoy. But yeah, I don't think, and uh, with all due respect, I don't think Shane Black, even though he is in the first movie, I don't, at least he, uh, I'll, I'll say this, be, be, based on his work in this movie, he hasn't demonstrated that he has a firm understanding of why people like the Predator, mm-hmm. because in this, he treats him almost like or him being just the, the character of the predator he treats them mostly like a slasher villain like the 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 Venn diagram between the predator in this movie and like Jason Voorhees or something is is practically a circle like there is really no mm-hmm. prey like you said traps there's no cat and mouse game that's happening here he kind of just shows up kills a room full of people and then just keeps on moving. There really isn't that mm-hmm. fun of, you know, uh, stalking the prey, trying to no. think of creative ways to, like, to yeah. take down and yeah. And hunting, like it's just really missing kind of the key ingredients. And yeah, it almost more rem- uh, is like reminiscent of just like a, a Jurassic park dinosaur movie. It's like, well, we can't kill this thing. We just got to keep on running until the very end of the movie. And y- how are you supposed to set up a fun action set piece with this thing early on when this thing is 11 feet tall and can rip people in half with its bare hands? It's just not terribly interesting to me. Yeah. I mean, it, and like you said, like uh, the, it, he, even though he was in the franchise, I think people, I think us as fans gave him a little too much credit and people were expecting it because just because he was in it, everybody was like, oh yeah, Shane Black, he's back. And like, and, and we were hyped after, you know, the nice guys and stuff. 
So I think yeah. it was like, you know, like we just kind of like assumed that he kind of had, you know, a grasp on, you know, the ideas. But like you said, he uh, picked all the wrong things. He was like, oh, you liked all the tongue and cheek machismo? Well, tongue's no longer in your cheek. It's uh, it's out of your mouth and it's going in your mom's pussy. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> like, like <laughs> that's, that's a pretty good Shane Black joke. I'll give myself yeah, a pretty good impression. <laughs> But like, yeah, like he, he kind of took the, he took the wrong parts and, uh, and yeah, I don't know the, it, it, and like I said, I maybe give movies too much credit when I say like, you know, that I see the ideas that they are going for. I'm like, it, it, they're not bad ideas. I don't think, um, you know, as far as, uh, kind of getting back to, like I said, like, um, you know, this, like, you know being equal and like kind of like the 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 interaction the relationship between like you know the 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 humans and the yaucha but then the yaucha and like what they do and like trying to figure out their whole thing you know and i've noticed that like in each of the films you know uh each of the sequels there is this element of like you know humans being you know awful to each other and i've always assume in you know they kind of observe it a little bit into when like in that opening scene like it's just like watching this like riot happening and like you know yeah. kind of like taking it in and then in the third one you know they're hunting these like you know the 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 predators of earth you know the the scum um you know so it's like um and then here you know so it's like i feel like they kind of had a chance to subvert it as they do have like okay now it's the other way around where you know you're dealing with the the humans that are being victimized here um these you know these military people that are trying to be forgotten about and being swept on a rug or fucking killed like yeah. fucking triggers a fucking cold blood bastard um so it's like you know they there is this element of like humans doing awful shit to each other and i've always wanted like you know the it, it's in each of the sequels but they never kind of really touch on it and uh you know they kind of had an opportunity to do something interesting there as well and if, and they just didn't you know so it's like again things are here for it it they just didn't execute yeah it, it, i think a lot of these characters do have like you've said kind of the potential to be interesting i think that there could be some interesting ideas here of you know, how the United States treats our veterans, you know, and, and how we view mental illness in America and uh, how we view uh, other types of, of disabilities uh, and, and things of, of that nature. But the film just doesn't have really the time, you know, to, to focus on this kind of character stuff because there is so many other things to kind of worry about. And it is kind of going back to what I was saying. There's so many narrative threads and so many kind of, things to address in this movie that a lot of stuff just gets kind of hung out to dry, which leads with characters that I honestly think the worst uh, batch of protagonists of any of these movies, including uh, maybe not Requiem, but including the alien versus predator movies. I'd have to rewatch Requiem. It's been a hot minute. Um, but I think the first predator, no contest predator two, I think is full of way more likable, interesting characters, uh, predators for sure. Um, uh, and I just, yeah, I just, uh, just yeah, doesn't, no, I, yeah. I, I, I would say again, it's like, because it's like half of like, because we have such a large ensemble too, and most of them suck that it like that, that it averages them to the bottom. 
because uh, yeah. again, I, I I like Nebraska Williams, a great name, but of course undercut by a stupid joke that like, oh, he changed it from Gaylord, and it's like, ha ha ha, how funny is that? It's like, yeah, come on, come on, yeah. you know. So it's like, uh, but you know, and and I do like Olivia Munn's character again. Like I like uh, Doctor Brackett, but yeah, everyone else I could pretty much do without. And then with like Quinn McKenna, like I don't know, were they trying to split the difference between him, between Arnie and Adrian Brody? And they're like, okay, we need to cowboy him up a little bit. Adrian Brody, he was a little bit too stoic, um, but you know, but he's still not. Of course, he's still not fucking Arnie. Uh, he's not even yeah. Danny fucking Glover. Um, and I like Boyd Holbrook as a as an actor. I think he ha- had had a very interesting presence in Logan. So I remember being excited for him to lead this. And uh, I mean, I don't think it's any fault of him. He's trying with some of the stuff that they're giving him. Some of you know the building him up to be a badass and stuff like the, he's he's trying it's just he's just not very interesting you know that they're like oh he's a bad husband but he's a good soldier like how many times have we fucking seen that you know and and also why why soldiers again you know it's like i'm so glad again like tilting our hand for prey it's so refreshing that you know we go to a completely different, you know, type of warrior hunter that the predators are up against versus in, you know, first movie commandos, second movie cops, third movie, you know, criminals, but half of them are, you know, in the military. And then now this one military again. So it's like, uh, it's a little stale. I will uh, like commend this movie though. It's quite a choice to have your, your protagonists, this, this group of, of soldiers here, not be that, special like none of these are like the most badass guys they're just a bunch of fucking drop kicks that happen to be a like you know in this situation right at this like time. they don't they don't have like the classic like you know everyone has their job like they they say it at the beginning that they all yeah. kind of have a thing like you know one's the pilot one of them is also a sniper one of them blows one of them says he blows things up and he doesn't blow up a single thing in the movie <laughs> He yeah. said his whole thing, he like had this like stupid corny line about entropy and things are ready to fall apart and that's what I do. He doesn't blow up a th- single thing. So it's like, yeah, we don't get the the uh, special skills on display here. I think this team is getting washed by just about anybody else in the Predator franchise. Yeah, I will. Uh, we, we haven't mentioned it yet. It just kind of came to me. Um, also, like the worst gadgets out of the series, like lame. No creativity, no spice, no flavor. You got a disc, but that was already in one of the other movies. You yeah. got a couple of laser yeah. cannons, but like, where's the, where's the zhuzh? There's just none of it. Yeah, his, I mean, yeah, it's like, the because the Super Predator mainly used the arm blades, which have been there the whole time. Yeah, yeah. They, they expanded the, they upgraded the disc a little bit. And like you said, it's like they're upgrading themselves, but like, yeah, like they didn't continue to like upgrade their technology in this. Um, yeah. Kind of, kind of. Kind of lame on the gear front, um. Yeah, um. You know this, and then the, okay. So yeah, let's talk about the ending as far as gear goes. Uh. So yeah, the the whole MacGuffin of of the films, you know. So it's like, okay, are we after the helmet? Are we after the gauntlet? And like, but then it's like, no, the ship had cargo on it, and then they blew up the ship, but then the cargo got away, and then they get it. And um. Again, so the the thing is, the the predator was trying to bring us gear to help us against them. And what do they bring us? They bring us the predator killer. It's so fucking stupid because the, uh, it's established in this movie. <laughs> 
on just on a name level, just address the name. Oh One, yeah, that's a the joke the whole time. Yeah, it's addressed in the movie that the predator the we call them that like that's oh uh, yeah yeah that is it. so true. And they send this thing that is then translated by Jacob Tremblay, who's now working for the fucking government <laughs> for some reason. Why? Because he's good at chess. Get fucked. Like this kid translate this message that this thing is called the Predator Killer. Why would they call it that? Are they just like, hey, that's a pretty, that's a pretty good name? Is it like how in like superhero movies in the two thousands, they're like, I don't know, people are calling them Doctor Octopus. So, you know, is it like, is it that kind of so situation? So the, the, the Yaucha, just- the Yaucha heard somebody in the ninety because I in Predator two somebody says Predator, right? I believe. Yeah. So some a Yaucha heard that and goes, oh hey, they they call it like, Predator. That's, honestly, that's, that's that's fucking hard. That's like we're gonna take that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's it's completely ridiculous. So on a on a foundational name level, preposterous. Also, this idea that the suit looks so bad, it looks like a Max Steel like bionicle clusterfuck. Oh, it looks man. so ugly. And also, it did look like a bionicle. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> doubly stupid. We've done pretty well of kicking your guys' fucking asses recently. Like, I don't know if you've seen the Predator True. movies, but we kill most of you guys, so True. maybe we don't need a fucking suit. What'd you think about that? <laughs> True that. Yeah, we, we do kind of we do kind of fuck them up most of the time. That is kind of the thing. And I also, but, and it's also stupid because it's like, you know, implying I don't like them implying at the end these like big stakes, like that there's a Predator war coming and they're going to declare yeah, war on us to take our Earth man. They're going to take Earth over. Like, no, no, it's never been about taking the planet over. Like, you know, like yeah. every alien doesn't need to take the planet over. So we're, we're yeah. good. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Let's go ahead. Uh, out of out of five, what? Five, five, uh, five, what? Uh, I don't know. Five, uh, five per dogs. We already did per dogs. No, we did um, per dogs. Uh, five, five, five cigarettes. Five, five, oh, five uh, predator the masks. Nicotine gum. The nicotine gum. Oh, there we go. There we go. Yeah. There, there we is, go. Pieces of nicotine the, gum. <laughs> what's the brand of gum that he chews in this? I think it was Nicorette, I think. Okay. How many strips of Nicorette <laughs> out of five do you give this one? Um, uh, two and a half. Um, again, I don't think it's awful. I think there are some, uh, redeeming things in it that like, uh, like the action, uh, does, I think, it, I think the action is good. I think it is shot, you know, competently well. Um, it, you know, Henry Jackman does finally wake up in the third act and we do get some like compelling score in the third act. Um, and, and, um, you know, it, we're obviously going to have a lot of praise, uh, next episode, but, uh, I do, I do honestly think uh, Casey Brack as a as a you know a strong female heroine amongst the franchise uh, is uh, pretty great. I think uh, I think she's uh, a nice little. Uh, her and Nebraska Williams both more interesting uh, than Quinn McKenna. Um, I would I would watch an entire movie of Trevante Rhodes licking that cigarette, putting it out on his tongue. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. anyways, yeah, two and a half out of two and a half out of five. Um, you know, it's it's not the worst, but I think uh, I don't need to watch it again. I think I think I'm good. <laughs> yeah, uh, Trevante Rhodes really is a national treasure, uh, and uh, he should be uh, in more things. Yeah, preposterously handsome. You look at him and you're like, fuck, like man, uh, he's my pick for the thing. Person. He 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 would be my pick for the thing. I think he would be fantastic, and the Fantastic Four is the thing. 
Oh, I thought you meant like the John Carpenter movie. <laughs> I was like, oh, I mean, I think you'd be okay with that. <laughs> oh, you really want to you want to cover all that up in orange rocks? I mean, I guess that would that would you know. He was like, I was so pretty. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <Look at me laughs> <now>. <laughs> like, goddamn, yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, for me, I I need to rewatch the uh, AVP movies. Uh, my opinion on them is reflective of the fact that I haven't watched them in years. But to me, as it stands for purely Predator movies, this is far and away, literally a chasm away of my least favorite. I really do not like this film. Uh, I think what it does do right is the action uh, is super brutal and uh, not as creative, but yes, it does. The body count is really, really high, even though if I do feel that it kind of, I'm like, that's not really what the series is about. Anyway, um, it kind of, the sugar helps the medicine go down uh, a little bit more. Um, I think that there are some characters that have the potential of being interesting, but are not that interesting. Negatives, We've talked mostly about this entire podcast of the negatives. Uh, on very few level levels, this movie works for me. Uh, I kind of knew that going in, and this unfortunately did not surprise me. So for me, I am at a, a crisp three or a one and a half um, out of five uh, strips of Nicorite. Yeah, this one is uh, whew, what a stinker. Yeah, it, uh, it, it it's something. Uh, and also, uh, last note, a uh, Halloween movie that does not take advantage of having a predator walk around on Halloween. It's like the least scary predator movie, too. It's like, it's like barely a horror movie. Like, we barely should be talking about it on this podcast. <laughs> also did not come out in the summer. They're doing all the uh, all the predator things uh, not checked off. So uh, let's uh, talk about some other movies that may have come to mind while watching The Predator. Okay, here on the Bloody Blunt Cinema Club, we like to play a game, end our show playing a game called Movie Math. Uh, you take a couple of movies, add them together, multiply them together. That just remind us of the movie that we're talking about today. Um, Devon, I see that you went in a bit of a different direction, not in regards to your equation, but in my equation, since I did not like this movie, I included movies that I also did not like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that this movie reminds me of for not like the good reasons. And so, like, for I, years, I, I would still go for like, the, yeah, I still go for the optimism. These are the movies I wish this movie was. Yeah. Like, for years, I was like, I would literally rather watch all of those movies <laughs> twice over than watch this again. So, uh, what's your new equation? Yeah, so um, a couple uh, movies from a certain franchise uh, has popped up uh, a couple times. So I got the first Terminator in there, or but I think I actually meant Terminator 2. Kind of meant Terminator 2, a little bit of Terminator 1, uh, just in the fact of that we actually have a Yaucha that is good, I guess, in theory, uh, trying to help the humans out. And uh, so you got like, you know, the, the, the one that's up against the upgraded model. Uh, pretty much just that aspect. So yeah, I was I meant more too. Terminator two, uh, plus the losers, which again, um, you know that's like the the ex military people that have gotten written off and um forgotten about, and they're all eccentric and everything. Um, but it they all have fun personalities, and they all actually have very specific skills that they use and they together. And that movie's actually funny. I think Shane Black was really trying to make the losers. Um, but as a Predator movie, really, I probably could have just left it at just the losers now that I think about it. <laughs> and then um, I'm going to divide it by Arrival, uh, dividing because obviously this movie does not have any of uh, the, the, great, uh, the greatness that Arrival has. 
um, really the only element, um, you know, kind of this uh, communication barrier um, between, you know, um, you know, assuming like, you know, no, I'm trying to help you, but no, like, you know, but then there's another one not trying to help, trying to provide you with a tool to help you out or whatever for your survival. Um, but of course, you know, net with none of the nuance that arrival has. So yeah, so that's my equation. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. When I saw that Sloppy you included work. Arrival, I was like, what the fuck is this guy on? Okay, now I understand what you're talking Just about. Just that, that, the, that, that, the, that the, makes sense. The okay. tool. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah for me, um, I also included a uh, Terminator movie. I included uh, Terminator Genesis, uh, another super plotty movie uh, that takes seemingly, seemingly all the wrong lessons from what makes that series work. Um, the antagonists are uh, a little, a little too insurmountably difficult to beat. Um, and you've also got, yeah, this uh, the the old guard being taken out for this for this new uh, uh, new threat that is has uh, uh, emerged. Um, I have that adding uh, with the expendables, um, kind of swapping your, uh, our, our, our parentheses are a little similar. Uh, for me, I also went with, you've got this team, they've got the quips, they've got the big personalities. Uh, of course, none of the actors from this movie are like, you know, A plus level, you know, famous, but uh, they definitely lean towards that sense of humor and camaraderie to build a lot of the relationship between these characters rather than actually giving them, you know, character it's like all personality and nothing else um and then i am multiplying that by transformers 2 uh again another super plotty movie of you know uh outer space beings coming to earth to try to find this MacGuffin, this thing uh also just way too much going on just super super bloated so uh yeah and another movie that's humor uh absolute dog shit just really doesn't work <laughs> and is an enjoyable on any sort of level there uh so yeah that those three movies it's like man what a shit sandwich <laughs> transformers really too actually my favorite of the transformers movies not that that's saying much even bumblebee I haven't seen Bumblebee. Okay, I was so about to just say, going I was like, just strict Transformer movies. Uh, okay, uh, and also have not seen a Terminator Genesis. Genesis um, and uh, Dark Fate are some. Whew, another uh, yeah. See, couple, that's uh, funny because when you said Terminator Genesis, I was thinking Dark Fate. I wasn't even thinking the right Terminator movie, or yeah, with fun, mine for that matter. Funny how that works with these Terminators movies, isn't it? Isn't <laughs> yeah, it? yeah. And I think I had Terminator Salvation, and uh, you did, my last yeah. Equation. So yeah. Uh, Terminators on the brain, apparently. Yeah, well, a few different ones have come up a few times because you also used an Expendables movie. Um, yes, but uh, yeah. So that is the Predator. But I'm glad, even though we've kind of uh, been on somewhat of a uh, downward spiral. You know, we started off with a big bang with you know a masterpiece, and now we're here at Super Predator. <laughs> um, but but luckily we get to bookend this franchise with a with another banger. Um, it, you know, we've been excited about this one. All of Twitter's been excited. Uh, uh, pray it's lit in case you guys didn't know, uh, go watch it on Hulu. If you haven't watched it yet, uh, the English and Comanche versions are available to you. Um, and I'm excited, uh, for me and Garrett to get into it. We have a, uh, guest joining us as well. Excited for a, a, a returning Bloody Blunts alum. So get excited for that. Uh, yeah, praise could be a good one. I'm stoked, Garrett. 
Yeah, this is uh, usually I, I like to talk about the movies that I like, but unfortunately with the Predator films, uh, a lot of them, uh, a little a little bit of a mixed bag here, but thankfully this uh, newest Predator film, uh, I really thoroughly enjoy and I have a lot of uh, great stuff to say about this. So I uh, cannot wait to uh, jump in and uh, in our little theme on the, a very high note. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, excited for that. Um, Garrett, what do you got uh, going on on your channel? Ooh, you know, I've got uh, movies uh, happening on different platforms. Just rec- uh, finished recording something just before this that I'm very excited to debut in a couple of months, T-minus, like, what is it, four months <laughs> from now? Uh, so get excited for that when that eventually happens. Uh, but in the meantime, I've got some stuff on uh, TikTok at Garrett McDowell as well as Letterboxd. Um, I had the pleasure of seeing Barbarian last night uh, from Beyond Fest. So uh, if you want to get some thoughts on that right and early, I should probably have that up uh, about tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon or so, uh, tomorrow evening, something like that. Definitely coming soon. So uh, be sure to follow me over there. Uh, what about you? Oh, you know, I've uh, hopped on a couple podcasts here and there. Um, I will be um, on Church of Tarantino talking Django Unchained. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know when that's dropping, but it's dropping soon. And then I'm also going to be uh, joining that podcast to talk Death Proof here pretty soon. So uh, nice. so head on over to that. Um, and then I also want to make a special shout out to uh, previous guests of the show, uh, Harmony and BJ Colangelo. Who their podcast this ends at prom hit a hundred episodes. Uh, congrats to them. They were like literally the first guests here on this podcast, and uh, they came back for a uh, discussion on Final Girls, which was fantastic. And uh, mm-hmm. they are just awesome. And we are approaching the hundred episode benchmark uh, here pretty soon, so that's exciting. But of Very course, exciting. have to uh, shout them out too. Uh, if you guys haven't listened, to this ends at prom. One of the best podcasts out right now. So go check it out. And uh, you can find me, as always, on Twitter and Instagram at underscore Daddy Disco. But until next time, guys, that'll do it for this week's episode of the Blade Blunt Cinema Club. New episodes drop every Tuesday. Make sure you're subscribed and do not miss an episode. You can follow us on social media at Bloody Blunt's Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, leave us five stars and a nice little review. We'd appreciate it. But until next time, guys, stay lifted. Bada bing.